everyone, and welcome back to Corp Stats here on the Mayo Media Net and presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app where we actually make money. What a pretty novel idea that is. Download the app for free. Use the code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if you're hanging with us, you've been throwing your weight around the Jock Market, kind of like that. Game in Price is Right, right? That yodeler who kind of gets up the mountain. Remember, no jackpots doesn't bother us at all because you get paid for being sharp, and it starts right here on the Mayo Media Net with the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere. And your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, as always, coming out the chair, as always. What else is new? You'd never know it was Monday from the energy level we bring. Oh, my goodness, it feels so good. The second half is back. I'm fully recharged as if like these batteries need a charging. Let's get into the things that we do, me and you, the Cork Stats crew doing DFS daily, jock market overlay into those total base props. We're going to jump into fantasy. I got news and notes, but then maybe more importantly, the subsequent effects, right? The playing time voids that will be filled. I think this time of the season, that's probably the most important thing that we can focus on. And then of course, we got a couple bets. We've been hot to death right now. Yesterday, man, a little disappointing, right? It's always the lesson I think yesterday was why you never celebrate too early, especially on totals. We were looking for over 4.5 in the Minnesota game. Yeah, three-run home run or whatever, three runs in the first inning, and you think you're sitting pretty, and <laughs> that was it. It went three-run, and that was it. Really disappointing. And then, of course, the day before, the guys we missed on total bases, Polanco and Yelich, both had a double and a triple, respectively, in their first at-bat. But, hey, man, Dems is the breaks and is how life goes when you bet baseball every single day. We don't let the out puts bother us because we're all about the inputs the nuance and the context it's pouring out your nose when you roll with us and the mayo media net please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod definitely make sure you download that jock market app and i think you see as we'll get through it why you know we've done so well because we're betting and total base props is you know as great as that is i love it obviously it's my bread and butter they're all or nothing where jock market's kind of interesting because you build a portfolio and it performs all together so it's almost like build your own lineup choose your own adventure of course dfs which i also like it's a 19 parlay. You're tied into needing a catcher and a certain amount of outfielders, right? Jock market, we get to choose. Could be two second basemen, could be all outfielders. We definitely don't want any catchers usually. So, you know, again, nuance, context, and application really at the center of all the stuff that we do. Let's dive right into it. You know, I got the stack attacker for you right there today on 725. I actually got the date right this time. That's why I read it out loud. I was almost positive that I got it wrong. All right, we're looking for Houston lefties against Adam Aller. Yeah. Yes, if we're thinking about Houston lefties, it could be only one name we're thinking about. Well, let's dive into Aller. 8.56 ERA, a 1.98 whip, the OPS north of 1,000. Yikes. The XFIP and Sierra both north of 6. Yikes. 13% K to 14% walk. Now for all you math majors out there, 14 is higher than 13. More walks than strikeouts will land you on the midnight train to Tuscaloosa. The first strike rate way too low at 55, and the in-zone contact rate way too high at 89. Now again, one of those things, the reason why we pair these for the new listeners, again, thank you to those new listeners. I do see the view count clicking up, and it does mean a lot. Most baseball shows are losing steam this time of the year. So again, too many walks for Aller, but the first strike rate is low, so he falls behind, right? He doesn't induce chases, and it has to come 
into the zone. And when you see that contact rate up over 90, we know we're going to get a bit of it. What kind of contact is it? Well, it's bad news for Aller. 47 fly ball, better than 7% blast rate. Remember, blast rate is the ideal subset of barrels, really where you want to be focusing on a nearly 400 expected Woba on the season, more than two and a half home runs per nine, you know, all the things that are going to get you in trouble. And like I mentioned, it's been lefties really at the center of this. And in particular, you know, again, nuance and context. We don't just talk it, we live it. You know, it's the sinker and the cutter really at the center of the problems here. The sinker coming in 25% usage, so it's a feature pitch, a 1700 expected slug. Yes, you heard that right. I was rubbing my eyes. I triple checked that I do get up early, but not that early. And then the cutter also 21% use. So again, it's a featured pitch, anything over 20%, a 6.35 expected slug, and four home runs. So, of course, when we're talking lefties, we're talking about the big dog, possibly the best hitter on the planet, right next to my dude, Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez, since June 1st, that's 91, played appearances against righties, 60% hard hit rate, that's 95 miles an hour, that's excellent, 17% blast, right, not barrel, but blast, a nearly 500 expected Woba, and then our triple slash for total base props, 413. 13 BA, a 493 ISO, 1400 OPS, and 22 Shamalama Ding Dongs. Again, for the new listeners, the reason why we've adjusted our triple slash, the general triple slash, of course, is BA, OBP, and Slug. Those are not really going to pay the bills for us. We're worried about batting average, which plays in all formats, ISO, and OPS. The reason why we need ISO and not just OPS, OPS includes walk rate which does not count for total base props, where ISO is a measure of extra base hits, generally the thing we want to be looking for. So again, just to back it up, ridiculous. 493 ISO. He's getting an extra base hit 49% of the time. Of course, that 91 plate appearance span, just absolutely ridiculous for Alvarez batting in the top third and they're on the road. You know we're going to love the Astros today. And then off the Kyle Tucker last 30 days, that's 52 plate appearances against righties, 302, 256, 962. Again, that 256 ISO, 25% isolated slugging. Really, that's kind of the benchmark that we want to be looking for. Again, 300 batting average plays everywhere will get you in the Hall of Fame. But for our purposes, the total base props, the extra base hits are there. 53% hard hit rate in that split, 12% blast. Again, man, anything over like 8% blast is just phenomenal. These guys going off in the double digits. So you know we're going to like that Houston stack. Then you could look to backfill as well. Not exactly sure what that lineup is going to look like. So again, you know, some of these things, when we talk about the backfill, that's why I wanted to highlight the handedness of the hitter. So depending on how that lineup comes out, you know, they will shift around. Sometimes and that could change the calculus. Your Alvarez is not going anywhere. We'll get to that in a bit. But I just will always like to circle, again, the nuance, the context, and just some application stuff before we move forward. So that's our first one. Next up, who is next on the list? Yes, it's those Gigantes, the San Francisco Treats from San Fran. Again, right. speaking of lineups and shifting around, that would have been the perfect kind of segue if I was a bit sharper as a host. They're going up against Tyler Gilbert and those snakes with shapes on their back in Arizona. Gilbert on the year, 534 ERA, 125 whip, 769 OPS. And here again, another lesson lies within. 534 ERA, really bad. 125 whip, not so bad. That's why I like to use OPS. And again, the reason why, any two points can make a line. So there isn't much determination there. When you add a third point, that will help us kind of validate or invalidate. Again, OPS making the third point is not an absolute answer there. But the OPS 
depending on where the match is, might tell you which one is misleading. So the 770 OPS, probably closer to the 535 ERA, which does still a bit high. So again, let's push a little bit further. Nuance and context pouring out of every hole in my face. The death taxes, sun rising in the east, and me up before the crack of dawn to bring in this bad boy. If I didn't just earn the cartoon like, please, it's never gonna happen. Press the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've been trying to make it a point to earn it. I'm not a big fan of people coming out and asking for a like. Well, what if we don't like what you did? Hopefully you know I'm bringing the heat every day. 115 off the crack of the bat, baby, baby. Let's get into it. On Gilbert, again, FIP, XFIP, Sierra, and PCRA old north of 5.25. So how about when 12 points make a line? He's not very good. 7% K minus walk, 8% swinging strike, whatever those are both in the single digits. That's certainly an attack metric. He also, one thing you don't hear me talk about a lot because I'm only looking for it on the extreme outliers, Gilbert has a 27% heart rate. Now we're not talking about that red thing inside his chest, but that pink box on Savant, really where you don't want to be. And again, most pitchers are generally avoiding it. One of the highest in the league. In fact, one of the highest I can remember. So there are certainly location issues going on for Gilbert. And then again, what happens once that contact is made? You in the back. What happens when we get a 49-5 ball, 44 hard hit, and 13 barrel? Yeah, you. It's more than two home runs per nine. Big shock there. Ex-Woba on the year, almost at 425. All the things we're looking for. Righties on the season have a 360 Woba and have hit six of the seven home runs. So we want to be looking at the cutter and the sinker to those handed hitters. Remember, something I did cover at The Athletic, not to shamelessly self-promote, but I do think these things matter. Something I call the targeted approach. I don't know. I didn't have a better name for it. It's when pitchers truly now have kind of developed two distinct arsenals to attack right and left-handed hitters so again if you could just if you know that you could see where people would be misled saying oh look the usage is changing well what if the handedness of the hitters is changing something like toronto is all righty so you could see if you had toronto twice in a row you might think you picked up on a pitching mix change it doesn't really exist it's really a targeted approach so again it's the cutter and the sinker which are failing badly to righties cutter 30 percent use 805 x slug sinker 23 use 836 x slug so it's a better than 55 percent use with an 800 x slug on the way out all six of the home runs on those two pitches so we want to be looking at san francisco righties give me austin slater going back to june 1st 70 plate appearances against lefties 50 hard hit 10 barrel 379 207 1064 triple slash 379 ba you know we love that 390 x woba seven extra base hits the thing we really want to be looking at with slater and here's our edge for total base props or you gambling degens out there the people not just playing jock market with us but also playing dfs and playing these total base props Again, this would almost be another kind of targeted approach when it comes to teams and handedness, uh, handed hit uh, pitchers, I should say. The Giants, known to platoon, but it's not just that. The disparity in line of placement is sick. Austin Slater, when he plays against lefties, if he plays, I mean, uh, righties, I should say, if he plays, he's batting like 7th, 8th, or ninth. where he leads off every game against lefties. Whenever the Giants are up against a lefty, you have to go check the total base prop immediately for Slater. They put it at a half a base right now, so it's at half a base, minus 180. Listen, I don't pay juice. That's a guarantee. You could just go smash that. I'm actually waiting for it or looking for a 
place to put it up at plus 1.5. It's going to be listed at plus 130 because no one knows who Austin Slater is. The last time we hit it, we hit a leadoff double on the third pitch of the game. So just to give you an idea how we apply these things and why batting average, again, batting average, all formats, OPS, all formats, ISO more of a total base prop, lineup placement, certainly total base prop. And then you've heard me oftentimes speaking about wanting to be on the road because we really want that ninth frame. We lost Yelich the other day. He was on deck, right? And it was only after eight innings. So again, I just like to walk you through how I get to these conclusions. You know, we only can cover so much in the morning. All right. Then we want to look at Darren Ruff in the same span. We know he's the lefty masher. 60 plate appearances, 278, 296. So that's 30% ISO, 955 OPS, 13 barrel, and five ding-dongs in that span. So over... To the third stack, we want the Seattle Mariner righties. This one is a bit more of a leap of faith. And again, sometimes I like to test my granular analysis. Let's check it out against Glenn Otto, who I like coming into the season. Been a bit up and down. Let's get on in. 540 ERA, 146 whip, 757 OPS. All the things we generally go after. The FIP, XFIP, and Sierra north of 5. 17% K, which is not terrible. However, 13% walk. So two major issues there. Whenever the walk rate's over 11, that's an attack metric. And whenever the K minus walk is below five, that's like a double attack. Pair that with 51% first strike. So half the hitters he falls behind. 27% chase rate. So again, I do never like to be thought of someone that's just like, oh, there's Johnny, kind of throwing numbers and hoping people think that makes him sound smart. No, it's really, I like to walk you through these things and why they make sense, right? He is walking hitters because he's falling behind. He doesn't induce chases. So, right, imagine getting behind 1 0, you're not good at inducing chases. So, your choices are either. 2-0 or come into the zone where we find a 90% contact rate. So, so, so these things kind of work in accordance. Again, I hope it doesn't sound too professorial, but I do believe we are now pushing baseball analysis really to the front right now. I mean, there's a, I know first hand, there's a few people that won't have me on your show because I'm afraid we're going to mop the floor with them and take their listeners, and so be it. That's what you get when you roll with us at Mayo Media. Baby, 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 back into auto when it comes into the zone. 44 ground ball, generally not something we like to go after. However, the hard hit rate over 40, the bow rate for the season over 10, 385 expected Woba. Righties have a 301 batting average, 870 OPS on the year. Okay, now that's generally not all the stuff we go after. Here comes that next kind of lens. I talk about the optometrist, right? He has a, he has a cool little glass thing. Click, 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 click. Better or worse? Better or worse? So I've been kind of doing the better, 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 better and finding that, again, hat tip to my boy John Anderson and his inimitable tool. Follow him on Twitter. And it's not to put him down, but he has challenged Dave Hot, and I agree with him. Although he and I seem to be on different sides of this somehow, I think smart. And I think we just like to argue. Hoping we're going to find an answer. The idea being, I, I generally use recent data, right? I mean, who does it? Everyone does. Is a hit player healthy? Is this timing good? But we're not only chasing recent data, and sometimes you end up finding hitters that have strong underpinnings in a profile that are not hitting well right now. Now let's get into the Mariners, right? Now that I preface this. So the problem has been Otto had a velo drop after coming off the IL, first eight games started. That ERA was high, but he had one ridiculous blow-up, so you've got to be careful with that. Eight games started, he had a two-earn run max in seven of eight. Again, one eight-run blow-up, seven of 
eight two my two runs or less. That's a very good sample. However, off the IL, last five games started seven sixty ERA one six five WHIP. That's twenty one innings, eleven walks, and eighteen or runs has been an issue. So looking at Carlos Santana since six one sixty one plate appearance against righties, fifty one hard hit, fourteen barrel, the three hundred two ISO. I think the BA is trash. So again, we probably wouldn't be looking at that for total bases. And then over to Cal Raleigh, I had Jesse Winker pop up on the model, but man, I'm glad I really look into the news and notes on Mother here left the game and almost look like a shtanad, you know, and that's the worst. And I do make these mistakes. I don't pretend to be perfect, but man, it really stinks. You've got to be on top of it. And I think that's why it's so important, all the laser-guided work that we're trying to do here at MMN. So then we're looking at Cal Raleigh. How about this? Last 116 plate appearances against righties. He was my number one owned catcher in draft and hold formats. We got him like the 35th, 40th round. I thought he was going to overtake Murphy and hit. And now like that happened. A lot of those bad teams I said I had are now in like fifth or sixth place. Not so bad when you were in 15th in like week six. All right, so Cal Raleigh in that span, 308, ISO 53, hard hit 19, barrel 11, blast, and nine, ding dong. So give me those Seattle Riders. Again, they're not very good on paper, which means, again, here's some more application. Last piece for jock market. These are the true hits on jock market. No one is going to want them. They're, no one's going to be interested. Otto's season to date numbers are pretty good. Santana, Raleigh, and all the Seattle Riders are going to be cheap. That's where we're going to be looking in jock market. Again, any of these stacks come in below four bucks you just smash them don't even take time to tag me on twitter all right that's the first pillar of profit the show isn't going entirely too long as always i'm very sorry let's blow through the fantasy and again it's just a little bit of nose at news and what might happen a little bit of nose i'm bringing you a lot of bit of nose every day again please rate review and subscribe and definitely press the thumbs up button we are rated by those cartoon fingers in this day and age all right freddie peralta ace on the brewers gave up a run over two innings triple a they're working him back expect him in mid to late august if he's available add him obviously jesse winkler i mentioned was removed the game with the Astros, right ankle sprain, going for further testing. So in Seattle, Kyle Lewis is back. He'll be playing. And whenever anyone's hurt, Dylan Moore plays. So again, he'll be, you know, someone to look at. Adam Duvall undergoing season-ending surgery for the Braves. Right now, it's Guillermo Heredia that should be playing. I'm expecting a trade. Steven Matz and the Cardinals diagnosed with a torn MCL. They're saying surgery, but it could be back. He's obviously a drop. Javier Baez removed from the game to Tigers against the Twins. They were very indiscriminate about it. So I'm not sure what's really going to happen when they've had an injury. Cody Clemens looks like he'd be playing. Bobby Witt, superstar, Royals rookie, removed from the game yesterday against the Rays. Right hamstring. They're saying day-to-day when someone is hurt, their Emmanuel Rivera will be playing playing. Max Kepler removed from the game for the Twins against the Tigers, hit by a pitch on his foot. Again, not really much there. I also noticed Buxton out the last two games, so Nick Gordon probably will be playing. He's been productive when he has been playing, so again, don't scoff sometimes. That's just how we get paid in the 15-team fantasy. MRI revealed no structural damage to Julio Rodriguez. Sore left first. Thank God. Get well, my sweet prince. He is the man. Giants place infielder Evan Longoria on the 10-day IL with a right hamstring strain. One of our prior, prior ads. Uh, I hope he didn't drop him. I know he did in certain places, but you had to. David V will play every day he's been productive so again you know we got on him he was playing he got replaced and now we'll be back sometimes such as the whipsaw again in deep leagues so David VR for the Giants someone we want to look at Mar- Marlins put Jazz Chisholm on a 60 day he's a drop he's finished unfortunately adding Joey Wendell everywhere if you haven't already Brian De La Cruz should be playing every day as well and then Brian Reynolds my boy on a black and yellow expects to be back today and actually, that will be a little segue into the third pillar of profit there on the bets. If you're unfamiliar, last thing with fantasy, I hope it doesn't feel like we mailed it in. I'm more focused on what's impactful than anything else. 
when we started the season, if you've been following along all year, first of all, thank you very much. I try to do a lot of who's facing lefties and like two starts. It's really tough because the ads are already made. So we're not going to tell you the ad guys. I'd much rather be on this side of the news, what just happened yesterday and what we'll be looking for this week. And if you're in a daily move, you know, then you go get them. But I think that's the best way to template Mondays. We're doing news and notes to subsequent playing time. Tuesday and Wednesday, we mine the advanced statistical leaderboard for some stats. And maybe not everyone has access to. It's been very impactful with helping us highlight pitchers on the come up, right? We've been very good with that. We got all the good Hunter Green. We got all the good Jeffrey Springs. We've done very well with that. Brandon Drury early in the season. A lot of guys that have been very good. Michael Harris, a lot of guys very, very good. We've been on top of all that. On So that's Tuesday and Wednesday. Then Thursday, we kind of mash it together to do the waiver ads for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues at all positions. And then Friday, a kind of a summation and a look forward, but I've also been tacking on a little bit of bullpen stuff, which has also been very impactful. We were on Trevino, got a couple saves. We were on Strickland, got a couple saves. And like, yeah, I mean, I didn't think that we're really going to last. Trevino looks like he's getting ready to go. Keeping an eye on Danny Jimenez. He's working his back from the IL and Kyle Finnegan for the Nats. So let's get into the third pillar of profit and bets. Let me get the graphic. Just excuse me one quick second, please. <coughs> Okie dokie, artichokey. Here we go with the MLB moving averages. First looks presented by Jock Market and brought to you by the Mayo Media Net hat tip to Patty Mayo, the man, the myth, the legend. If you appreciate all the wonderful stuff that I'm bringing to you, it's really a testament to my dude, Pat. Thank him, not me. We've been, I've been even going on the weekends lately. I mean, we're really hitting our stride with these props and bets. And again, I, we do a lot of work on the graphics, and I hope it really shows. I know it's, I'm, that's more sizzle than steak, but I really do think it matters that everything's neat. And, you know, you guys see that I'm really working hard at it. But now I kind of have a lot of this templated and automated, and I'm spending more of my time on the actual work, which, of course, is a surprise. Now we're <laughs> I've been spending more time in the black than the red. All right, let's get into it. It's the Houston. I got the Houston F5 team total O 2.5, which I absolutely love. Books have been reticent to mark these at 3 or above, so I absolutely love getting three runs against Aller. We already did the breakdown and how bad we think he is. And, of course, Houston, excellent. You know, last 200 plate appearances, everything you'd expect. You know, near the league lead in doubles. Did a league lead in home runs since we've gotten back. And then on the season, of course, you know, basically top five across the board. OPS, bow rate, team Woba, just all the things that you expect from Houston. Especially remember when they're up against a pitcher who fails to locate lefties. That's really when they eat. I mean, Jordan doesn't have any holes in his game. Aller's going to be in a lot of trouble. There's a chance we get the three runs in the first inning. So give me Houston, F5, team total. No surprise why we like that one. DK, post those, get with that near even money. That's another one I was very surprised. A lot of times these totals do tend to come in minus 150. I do put them all out. I run the model against the F5 team totals on Patreon, but it is not paying anything. It's free Trion for you and me, Trion. Again, another thank you to Patty Mayo as if we don't have enough of those. So Houston F5 team total on the back of Jordan Alvarez. So let's just skip to the bottom where you see the Alvarez total base prop at minus 115. This is the first total base prop I think I've posted in the minus money, but I mean, come on, because you beat Jordan Alvarez and again, on the road, batting third. These things make a lot of difference to me, at least. It really makes a difference because, again, 
Alvarez can get on base four times having walked. We want to get every single plate appearance. I treat it extremely seriously. So when it's our player in the spot, on the road, with the line of placement, and the hitter, pitcher, struggling to lefties, you know, blah, 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 blah. But again, all these things, all these indicators lining up, again, minus 115. I'm still never going to pay minus 140, but I will pay minus 115 even with, you know, these really deep pockets and these really short arms that have trouble reaching the money at the bottom. So, all right, <laughs> That's two of the three bets. We're going to get it on Houston. We're better to have your money placed than behind the best in the business. And then let's go over to Texas and Seattle, right? So we mentioned one half of the breakdown there and Otto's struggles. The other side would be Chris Flexen and the gun show. So again, 3-7 ERA, 1-4 whip. Not always something we'd be looking for, but the 750 OPS closer to the 140 whip. XFIP, Sierra and PCRA at 5 or worse. 8% K minus walk. 9% swing strike. Again, checking the disciplinary boxes. Whiff rate below 20. Checking the box there. 52% first strike. Anything below like 58 is very poor. And the 90% contact rate. So there again we have a pitcher that at this point right now, I don't know if it's the ball thing. He was much better last year. And Flexen's really struggled against righties. They have an 850 OPS 360 Woba against them on the season. And it's been really bad as of late, I believe. Flexen is just, it's full of the table as of late. Again, if you're unfamiliar with all the tools, let's do one more thank you to Patty. Not only do we do all this stuff here, but you follow me on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app. And it's starting pitcher rankings, implied team totals. I run the F5 algorithm. We actually score every single game. We match them up against the lines. We match them up against the F5 team totals. We match them up against the game totals. You know, we're just doing every single thing that you can think of and one of the things that I really hang my hat on very proud of is the pitcher sheet I put out every day if you're unfamiliar you can just check out every day's I do put it out every day and it's a matchup view of all the advanced stats that I kind of use and I look at in the baskets and how I look at them and I just recently added last 60 days you know wanted to pick up again it's not just always oh, been bad so we go get it but if someone's been really bad you may want to look and you'll find the velo drops you'll find the pitch mix changes and those types of things or pitchers more affected by the weather elevation and stuff like that so Flexin, XFIP, and Sierra north of five last 60 days. So if you're seeing the season stats kind of go into the tank, circling the drain, ready for a mercy flush, and it's based on the last 60, you know, right now he's in the bottom sine wave. There might be an issue with him. So give me Texas and Seattle over that flat eight, which I love, man, love that. At 4-4 tie, we're guaranteed to win, you know, and at the eight, you know, 5-3, we're guaranteed to push. I fully expect this one. Maddie, my dude, behind the scenes, get ready to clip this. Hold on. Here we go. I fully expect Texas and Seattle game total to be at 8.5. This would be a good time to talk about the ridiculous amount of CLV that we get here at Mayo Media Net. We have the receipts. I quite literally have a printed receipt every single day. You want to call the big mouth on the big spouting stuff. I'm always shooting. Go check it. It's the one thing we do, even without the outputs. And while we knew we were going to have a strong second half, I firmly believe that because we're always in front of the market every single price we post is 10 15 20 cents in front of the closing line price when we get there and then on these totals they're sometimes 
the full half run. So I expect Texas and Seattle to be eight and a half. And then when you get there, you need the ninth run to cash. You don't get that 4-4 tie situation that I mentioned. Remember, a 4-4 tie in an 8 game is a guaranteed win. 5-3 is a guaranteed push. A lot of iterations of the score that bail us out with that don't in 8.5. So make sure you hit that one now. Totals we like to get early. And I think that will do it for the fastest show on MLB. Absolutely anywhere. But you can take that bad mother to the bank. And you know it, man. I bring in the smoke every single day because your time is precious. My time is precious. And I intend to treat it as such, it really does mean that much to me. Again, we had a losing first half. It wasn't as bad as I think I made it sound. I've been going back having to grade manually. I know a few people have asked for the score. It's not that I'm hiding it. All the work is open source. It's all out there. I paid a third party. They took my money and ran. They scumbagged me and bailed. I got jobbed. So now I'm going back because I have these receipts and grading hundreds of bets by hand, like double screen. It is so annoying, but I will get there. And all the stuff from the second half now, I've been tallying myself. So there'll be no question. That stuff I have. Of course, I keep it detailed. I've always done that. But this was a new experiment for me. I didn't want to see the record every day. Here I am talking about how outputs are not that important, but I'm here grading every single day. As soon as I have to do, 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 do grading, seeing the score, and I can't help but ignore it. So I said, all right, I'll pay some somebody to just grade it for me and then I can check in every month every two months every 90 days at the end of half because I don't mean to say I don't care how I do but I don't really care I do because it's so strictly regimented and again I knew we were down so I decelerated risk I began at 1.75 percent of stack again here's our feather for the cap before we get out of here the reason why I am legitimate and other handicappers are fugazis is my units are tied to percentage of total stack I also have a daily allotted risk with a maximum so I'll never bet 8 or 12 or 20 units because that would be a percentage so you can't bet 20% of your stack because that's a certain road to ruin okay and again so that's why you see the decimal points that i use because they're so stringently managed and that will do it with a couple feathers in our cap as we get out of here with the fastest show in baseball in the three pillars of profit at the mayo media net pretty pretty pleased with sugar on top rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod and put your cartoon finger in us download the jock market app and use the promo code and and I am going off the rails, baby. I absolutely love it. Is this show not kind of special? It really, it really do. I feel that way. I really do feel that kind of connection as I'm just some fat guy kind of screaming at his computer. But from the interactions and the feedback, even in the time off, people being like, where is the show? Where is the show? There's nothing more that I like. Get on social media, tag Patty Mayo, and we are out of here, everybody. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, hobe. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. I catch you on the flip side, yo. Purr.